0: Welcome to True Story, the public relations podcast, a space where we get a peek behind the scenes of brands and businesses that have a real story to tell. Because in today's world, we are done with perfect and fake. We want to support brands that aren't afraid to show their true colors. I'm your host, Whitney Lee, the founder of True Story PR, an agency focused on helping businesses show up authentically through their social media, PR, and more. We pride ourselves on always keeping it real. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Today is another solo episode. And if you've been tuning in lately, um, you have noticed that I've been doing a series where every other week I talk about a different industry. You know, our agency has served a lot of different industries. And um, I really truly feel like marketing and PR is very um, industry specific. You know, So, once an agency really learns a specific industry, and we work with several different ones, but once you really learn that industry, you know the strategies and tactics that usually work best in that industry. So, that's why I started this series. So, we have talked about hotels and resorts, we talked about clothing lines, and today we're going to talk about uh, med spas and plastic surgery practices. I guess this could go for really any. you know, if you're doing cosmetic type services, so maybe you're an esthetician, you know, I think that kind of falls underneath med spa, but they also do a lot of Botox, um, filler, things like that, uh, microneedling. So, uh, and then all the way up to plastic surgery, you know, practices that are actually doing like full blown, you know, rhinoplasty, breast augmentation, that kind of thing. So, That's what today's episode is all about. So, if you own or operate a med spa, a plastic surgery practice, um, a cosmetic service, um, even some dentists are doing cosmetic service services now. This episode hopefully will be super beneficial for you. Um, So, honestly, like we're gonna dive right in. And I always say, if I owned or was, you know, your med spa or your plastic surgery practice was my client. Here are the tactics that I would um, employ to help drive business for you. I've got eight, all right? So we're starting off first with number one is I would do anything I can to position the doctor or doctors as the experts. You know, when people are taking, you know, when they're having services like plastic surgery or any type of aesthetic or cosmetic thing. There's a lot of trust that goes in with that. And people want to know that the person who is handling their service or doing their surgery is obviously an expert. And that might mean um, highlighting their years of education, highlighting their years of experience or any type of certifications they may have. So, first of all, obviously, all of that needs to be listed on your website. I feel like that's a given Um But also talking about that on your social media, Um, you know, I would put together a video series on social media where you've got each one of the doctors or your main doctor sharing knowledge, you know, Um, maybe it's like frequently asked questions and it doesn't have to be like they're a robot where they're staring at the camera like Whitney from Florida asked, Dr. Smith, when do I see results from my procedure? Like do it interview style where they're not looking at the camera. They're kind of looking over to the side as if they're being interviewed. Um, And there are someone has already asked them the question and they dive right into the answer. You know, so you can see results from your procedure, blah, 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 this many days in, they go straight into it, make them short and sweet, I'd say 30 seconds is a really good time frame. no longer than a minute, because you're going to lose people's interest. Um, and make sure you have subtitles on the video. So hearing them speak on the doctor, uh, hearing the doctor speak on the topic is so valuable, because it immediately, you know, shows their education and their experience and their knowledge that like subconsciously builds trust with your doctor. Okay. You can also work on, um, pitching your doctor for PR features. You know, maybe they've been featured in Forbes, they've been featured in, um, other, you know, well-respected articles that are in their industry or publications that are in their industry. Even if it's just a quick quote, you know, um, continually pitching your physician to be featured in those uh, those publications like is that going to drive business overnight? No, but the whole point of it is number one, we're making the doctor posi- we're positioning them as the expert, right. And also it's great um, bragging rights. you know when somebody hears um, so-and-so has been featured in this that this, that, like these publications that people have heard of, it immediately is like, wow wow, they must be really good at what they do if these these publications are featuring them as the expert, right? So you've got videos on social, you can do PR features and, and pitching uh, to get them quotes and features and magazines and other publications, uh, and consistently highlighting their education and their years of experience. If they get a new... Um, certification that's important you want to shout that out on social media or if they um, a lot of these physicians will go to continuing education courses all of that builds trust with your audience. so number one making the doctor the expert is literally the whole point of this is building trust with your audience and showcasing the knowledge of your physician okay so number two this is really big for any service provider. Reviews. I preach this all day long. And in this world, the med spa and plastic surgery world, it can be a little challenging to get people to do reviews because some people don't want other people to know that they're seeing that doctor or they're having those procedures. So you've got to be sensitive to that. But the best way to get reviews is to just ask for them. I know it sounds really complicated, but it's not. Especially when the doctor themselves, like somebody comes back for a post-op appointment or somebody, you know, in their appointment with their physician says, Oh my gosh, I love it. It looks so great. Right then and there, that's the opportunity for the doctor to say, thank you so much. You know, honestly, it would mean the world to me if you took five minutes and wrote me a review on Google or wrote me a review on, you know, there's a lot of these different doctor websites and whatnot. Um, Write me a review on this website and that would honestly mean the world to me. Um, And then follow up, have your team send them an email with a direct link a direct link. You can't make it hard on these people, you know? Like you have to serve it up on a silver platter of like, you know, thank you for coming into the office today. It can be an automated, you know, email that goes out to anyone who had an appointment that day and make it very sincere. Thank you, you know, it was great seeing you in the office today. It would mean the world to our practice for you to share your experience. Click here. Okay, you got to serve it up and make it super easy. Um, And sometimes there's no shame in incentivizing people. Now, if you're incentivizing people who have never been a patient before, obviously that's wrong. Um, You know, morally and ethically, that is incorrect. And you should not do that. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying sometimes even your past patients that really love you, they need a little push or they need an incentive, you know. So I don't think it's wrong to say <clears throat> after you write your review, you know, um, reply to this email and we'll send you a, a $20 Amazon gift card or just something like that. Like I would take three minutes and do it for a $20 Amazon gift card or a Starbucks card. But reviews are so sincerely important because it goes back to what we were saying. And number one, it builds trust with your audience because you as the practice You can say all day long how wonderful you are and how educated the doctor is and how beautiful the office is and how great your results are going to be. Of course, you're going to say that you're the business. Okay. But when someone else says it about you, that is the highest form of trust that can be built with future and potential patients. Okay. So number two is all about reviews. You know, I definitely say, uh, I push reviews on Google and it always depends, you know, like. Um, and there are different sites. There's all these different you know, um, medical sites, too, that some doctors really like for you to write reviews. So really, you need to pick one or two and go with those. Obviously, Google is seen by the most people, but some people do like the medical-specific sites. Pick one or two sites that you really want to get a lot of reviews on. And push those two because obviously you can't ask people to like, can you write a review for me on these seven different sites? No, no, no. Now you're asking too much. Okay. One or two sites. Reviews are so important. If you take away nothing from this podcast today, like that is the most low hanging fruit that you can do is send an email to everyone in your database with a direct link and incentivize them. I'll give you a $10 Starbucks card or a $20, you know, Amazon It is worth every penny, okay? So number three, also very important, is getting before and after images of all of your patients. I really think most practices do this. And sometimes, God, I'm so on the fence about before and afters because sometimes they can be really gross, you know, and and people don't want to see them. But also, before and after is like the number one Or let me say, it's one of the qualifying things. When someone's looking at your practice or your physician, they read reviews, they they comb through your website, and they look at before and afters. They want to see your work. You know, it's the same thing with me. When people go to hire us for the agency, like they want to see other clients that we're representing. They want to see other social media pages that we're. Uh, managing and creating content for. And that's okay. I totally get it. In fact, I'm proud of the work we do. So I want to show them that. Same thing here. You need to get before and afters. Um, We used to represent a cosmetic dentistry practice. And um, we had a hell of a time with uh, Facebook ads you really have to be careful because they don't. Facebook ads do not like before and afters. Uh, and actually, it it kicked back the ad when we submitted it. It was pretty interesting, and it said something to the effect of, "Your before and afters will make people feel bad about themselves, and we won't promote that on social media." So, I don't know how that makes them feel bad about themselves, but I get it. You know, like the world of comparison and social media is a very challenging thing, and. We have to be sensitive to what you put out there and and creating um, insecurities and expectations for people of their bodies. But, you know, you can share stuff on social and link back to your website where people can see a full database of your before and after. So if you don't have a before and after page on your website, so, so, so important to showcase your work. Um, Number four, this one is a little more PR related, but... Your physicians or your practice manager and or really, most importantly, the physicians need to get out into the community. I get it. They're doctors. They're busy. They probably have kids. They've got wives, kids, husbands, spouses, whatever. They've got lives going on. But having them in the community builds trust and people want to do business with people that they feel like they know, you know, so if you are literally just this big prestigious doctor and your face is on some billboard and no one's ever met you. I mean, you're still, you could still get business, but I definitely think getting out into the community will give you more visibility. People feel like they know you, they're comfortable with you. And especially again, we go back to like, number one, this is already an industry where you got to put a lot of trust in this position. If they're going to like work on your face or your body or whatever, like You're putting trust in them. So the more people can get to know you and feel like they know you and feel comfortable around you, that's great. So, okay. So if you're like a plastic surgeon though, let me say this. You're not like doing vendor boosts at a local farmer's market, right? We need you to get strategic here. Where are your potential clients? If you are selling an upscale service, um, a high ticket service like plastic surgery, I would suggest, like, you know, um, gosh, in your town, like, what's the most affluent? Is it the, the local orchestra? Is it the cultural arts center? You know, look at some of these big fancy wine dinners and charity events, things like that. And, yeah, the ticket may be $500, but literally all you have to do is meet one person that becomes a patient, and boom, the ticket has paid for itself times 10, you know? So, those are the types of events that you want your physician attending. Not really like festivals, you know, like wine festivals. No, no, no. These need to be like seated wine dinners. I want you to find the most upscale thing in town and buy a ticket to it, you know, because at like a seated wine dinner, you naturally, and I go to these all the time for clients, for my own like business development. I love it. I get seated next to somebody and naturally like you reach over and just say, hi, I'm Whitney. What do you do? Oh, I do this. Da, 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 da. The people I've been seated next to at some of these dinners, I mean, resort owners, gosh, um, physicians, like m- politicians, like very significant people that you know, are great for you to mingle with. And those are your potential clients, right? So um, maybe if you are an esthetician, you're listening to this, maybe you work at a med spa and you're an esthetician and you focus on women. Okay, let's find every women's event in town and maybe you can sponsor or speak or sit on a panel or have a booth at that event. Or maybe you just attend and you sit at the table with other women and connect, you know, and that's like, and not trying to sell them anything, but just being sincere and getting to know them. I actually went to a um, Pensacola women's event a couple weeks ago and had such an amazing time. There were 10 or eight women at our table and every single one of them were very um, influential, great. Like they had different jobs in the community. Like it was so awesome to meet and connect with them. So, and again, it may not turn into business overnight, but that's what PR is. PR is a long game and you've got to network and get to know people. And, um, the more people, you know, they're obviously going to spread it when someone else asks, like, you know, oh, I'm getting this done. And they're like, oh, well, I met Dr. Smith at a wine dinner and he was amazing. Such a nice guy. Like you should call him, you know, it, it breaks out like wildfire. Okay. So number five is partnering with organizations that also reach your demo. So maybe this is like, you know, I know we just talked about events. Um, but maybe it's another, you know, if you're trying to reach women, what other women's organizations in town are there? Is there, um, a salon? Is there an OBGYN that you can do a lunch and learn together? Like start thinking outside of the box of who reaches your demo. So um, years ago, we used to represent the orchestra um, in Northwest Florida, and they partnered with a um, plastic surgeon. Off, actually, it was a med spa, uh, but they did a lot of um, procedures as well. Um, and they would blast it out as you know a day of beauty. And on that Friday, they'd pick a day. That Friday. Everyone who uh, attended and mentioned the orchestra, they got a special price on Botox, a special price on filler, but they had to make an appointment. And they also had like some fun, you know, like meet and greet there and like some um, champagne and and snacks and, and kind of made a little event out of it. But really all it was was just women booking appointments and it crushes it every year. In fact, I think they do it twice a year. And the orchestra promotes it through their channels. The um, plastic surgery office promotes it through theirs because, you know, it's like a joint effort. So it's great exposure for the orchestra and it's great exposure for the med spa. So, and the orchestra, I think they would give like a portion of the proceeds back to the orchestra and also do something where the women could make an additional donation that day. So that one, um, again, that's kind of a little PR move, but it has... Uh, been great. So okay, number six is email marketing. Okay, so email marketing is not always about just selling something, but educating your Your audience. So a lot of times we repurpose content that is on social media, and we put it into an email blast. And you're like, wait a minute, isn't that repetitive? If they follow us on social, they're getting it on email. But hello, there's an algorithm on social media. So not everybody is seeing all the content that you're sending out on social. So repurposing it into an editorial style email newsletter is really, really um, a great way to stay in front of people. You can give a special offer in there. And I do like, maybe you do a, a monthly special or something like that, you know, that's okay. But don't make it all about sales. Maybe link it back to some of those videos we talked about in number one, where, you know, the ask the doctor question this week or whatever the case may be um, or feature some of the products that you have. A lot of med spas and plastic surgery offices sell great skincare products. So mix it up. Maybe it's a skincare product. You feature a review from a person. You feature a special for the month and you, you feature one of the videos from the doctor. So I would say once or twice a month is a positive email marketing, you know, presence. Some people get into once a week, which it just depends. You need to look at your open rates and all that, but Um, I definitely think you should be collecting email addresses, A, for every patient that comes in the office. Most practices are already doing that, thankfully. But B, when you go to these events and you work and maybe you have a booth or something like that, doing something to collect email addresses, maybe it's you're giving away a syringe of Botox and you got to drop in your name and email, doing something to grow your email list, okay? And then when you do an event like that, just that event, and you go drop those emails into your database, I would send those people specifically from the event a special offer. You know, if it was great to see you at the women's chamber event, you know, um, give them a time sensitive in the month of March, you know, you'll receive 20% off your first service or something like that. Give them a time frame and follow up with them. And then after that, keep them on their list and they should receive like your bi-monthly or monthly newsletter. So email marketing is key because I tell people if social media shut down tomorrow, how are you going to reach these people? Okay, so number seven is memberships. Um, A lot of med spa, I wouldn't say a plastic surgery practice, this doesn't really apply to you, but med spas, they see a lot of success with memberships. So you pay, maybe it's a monthly fee or a quarterly fee. Um, But the biggest mistake I see people make with memberships is they want people to buy into a membership. And all they get for the membership is just a discounted rate on other services. That to me doesn't make any sense. If someone's buying into a membership, they need to get something every month in addition to, you know, uh, a discount on other services. So if they're buying in, they need to get, you know, maybe it's one free 30 minute facial a month or something like that, like a basic service plus discounts. Because I see that when people just do special pricing, they don't get a lot of results from that. And I I don't blame them. I'm not buying into that because I don't know that I'm going to, I'm going to pay a fee every month and then I might forget about it that month and not, not come for a facial or not come get a wax or not get Botox that month. So I'm not going to pay a monthly fee for that, but I will pay a monthly fee if I know I'm always getting a facial every month and I get special pricing on other things so, or if you have a lounge area, give them full access to the lounge area, whenever they want. So, memberships is something to think about, but just be strategic on your pricing. Because remember that they're not going to pay more for the monthly membership than the cost of one of your services. And last but not least, um, this is talking SEO. I would... Absolutely fire up a blog on your website. Okay, first of all, all the videos that the doctor's doing that we talked about in number one, transcribe those and add those as individual blog po- blog posts. So have the video there where somebody can watch it, but also have what he or she said typed out next to it. People are like, wait a minute, what's the point of this? Hello, Google is reading what's on your website, okay? So having consistent blogs out one a week would be great. Okay. And what that's going to do is that's going to help your general SEO, search engine optimization. So when somebody, I'm going to use Pensacola as an example, because that's where I live. When someone Googles Pensacola plastic surgeon, where does your practice come up? Who comes up first and why? Google decides that based on the content on your website, the amount of traffic your website's getting and how often your website is updated, okay? So if you're putting good content on there that says those keywords consistently and you're updating it consistently and you're getting traffic from people, you are going to pop up higher without paying for it. That's the most uh, simple way I can explain what SEO is. Um, But I would definitely go through and make sure on your search, you know, if you have like a services tab, that you have an individual page for every single service that you do, and you go into detail about what the service is, the procedure, the benefits of it, the, you know, as mo as in-depth as you can get about that service. Show some before and afters on that page. Again, the the words on the page are the most important because that is what Google is reading. When someone, you know, Google's microneedling Pensacola, if you've got four different pages on your website, you've got a blog post about FAQs of microneedling. You've got a page about what is microneedling. You've got, um, you know, multiple different reviews that talk about microneedling. Like the more that word microneedling is on your website, the more that you're going to be found when people search that. So, Just make sure you are building out a lot of content. I see more and more websites that have so little text on them and people think to themselves, well, I I don't want to overwhelm people and people aren't reading all that. I don't care if people aren't reading it. Google is reading it. I have so many clients that push back. They're like, we don't want to do a blog. That's a waste of our money and that's a waste of your time. And I'm like, no, it's really not because we are helping your site be found for free. When someone googles certain terms, that's the end of discussion on that. So, those are my eight tips. If you own, operate a med spa, a plastic surgery uh, practice, or maybe uh, any kind of a cosmetic um, provider, those are my words of advice for you. So, number one through eight. Quick recap: Number one, make the doctor the expert, whether that's videos on social, PR features highlighting their education. Number two, go after reviews like your life depends on it. Number three, get before and afters. Make sure they're on your website and use them on social media when appropriate. Number four, get in the community. Your doctor and your team needs to have their face in the community to build trust and build connections and also go in the right places. Shop, you know, fish in the right pond. Number five, partner with organizations that reach your own demo. Number six, email marketing. Collect those emails. Send out a monthly or bi-monthly newsletter. Number seven, think about a membership program. Number eight, SEO blogs. Get all that good content on your website. All right. So I hope this has been helpful for you. If you own or operate a med spa, plastic surgery practice, and you have questions, I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up personally on Instagram. It's the Whitney Lee. You can find me on LinkedIn, pretty much anywhere. You can also find True Story, uh, the PR agency, all over all the social platforms or go to truestorypr.co, not .com. Um, and hit us up there. I would love to hear about your practice and see how we might be able to help. But overall, I hope this stuff is valuable to you. I want to hear how you're implementing it. Uh, if this episode was valuable to you, please share it with a friend. And Hey, I'd love to hear, um, if you have an industry that you want me to cover next, um, I'll do a tip, you know, something like this, an episode like this for another industry. So have a great day and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please take a moment to screenshot this episode and share it to social media using hashtag TrueStoryPR or better yet, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in. See you next time for another True Story.